Hey guys, welcome back to another week of Odtastic. This is your holiday edition, I assume. We're not going to do another one before Christmas, so uh, happy Hanukkah, Merry Christmas, happy holidays. Graham, how you doing? I'm good, I'm good. Uh, I'm just here celebrating Kwanzaa, feeling left Ooh, out. Ooh, I've missed Kwanzaa. Mm. For our Kwanzaa fans too, happy Kwans. Yeah, man, happy Kwans. Uh, uh, but yeah, uh... Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm okay. I'm doing pretty good. I'm just like, you know, traveling a lot. We're both uh, in person today, which is good. Good to see you, buddy. It's good to be back in the city, man. Um, I miss the city. Yeah. Went for Did a little you... drive yesterday in my little car. That car is fantastic. Thank worth you. every penny. That is, uh, you're lying, and I appreciate it. Well, I'm thinking about, I would love to buy a new car. And if you buy a new car, the cheapest new car right now is like 27 grand. Immediately, it's worth 20. Yep. Second, you drive it a lot, so you lose seven grand. That's about what you've lost. So. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of is. That's actually a good way to put it. Yeah, I bought this car, and uh, this is not about autism at all. But no, the green uh, machine. It, it is maybe <laughs> something. Yeah, I don't know. It's about stubbornness, really. Is I buy, every time I buy a car, I bring Kirk with me, and That's he, I buy a used car, and I go because Kirk knows cars, and I'm you know he's a he, he, he I'm a comedian, and all my friends are comedians, so I don't know any men, and uh, Kirk's like the only man I know, and so I'll bring Kirk, and I'll be like, hey man, uh, can you let me know about this car? He knows like man stuff about cars. Uh, you know, even my man, my, my my male friends who are comedians, they don't know, and they have the softest hands in the world. <laughs> And uh, so Kirk always goes, do not buy this car. And I go, got it. And then I buy it. And then it needs so many repairs because I buy like a cool car. Anyway. Um, That's a great idea for a sketch. Where I'm like, don't buy this. Got it. You're saying buy it. Yeah. No, I'm saying definitely do not yeah. buy this car. Parents Can't came, do it. Buy it today. Cash. Even my brother, when he came to visit, he was like, Graham, I think we should not be driving in your car. It is too small. And I was like, well, I got good news. Bad news, buddy, because we're going. We're going to Coney Island in this we're going to can a sorry. Everyone's, he, my mother is the shortest person. She's 5'8". My brother's 6'1". My dad's 6'4". I'm 6'4". My dad has not shrunk yet, by the way. Your little clown cards, what you yeah, got. It was, yeah, it was, a big man. It was really like a can of tuna when you open it up, and it's just the meat in there. Just a bunch of biscuits popping yeah. out and fluffing up. Yeah. Anyway, and uh, I've told this story on the podcast, but my mom got stuck in the backseat on Coney Island. It was very funny. Um <laughs> She laughs about it now, but she didn't at the time. Anyway, um, tell it on this podcast. Yeah, I was gonna drive up in that car, but I'm gonna fly tomorrow to see my parents. Nice and my brother. Uh, I'm gonna fly. I'm uh, I'm, I'm flying to Montreal and then taking a train. So I'm literally gonna get an Uber to the airport, planes, trains, and automobiles to see my parents. That's like what I did last week. Go to Sweden. Yeah, and it's, I'm doing it for points because they don't anyway. That's how much I love my family and how much I love these sweet, sweet points. And um, <laughs> I'm, bring, I'm, I'm like Santa. My bag is going to be full of presents for Peter. I finally got him everything he wanted. Um, one Chris, This is the first Christmas where he, he always gives me these ridiculous lists. Ridiculous. He's lucky you live in America where you can find this stuff. Some nerd's been hoarding this for years. Yeah, yeah. He's, it's all vintage Spider-Man stuff. And I'm gonna pack it all in my my whole my whole luggage is gonna be toys. It's gonna be shoes for my mom, and uh, toys for my brother. And I'm coming up, and he broke his foot, so he just de- in my mind he deserves it. He needs a boost, huh. and he's excited. He's a boost for that boot. Yeah, I'm like, I I 
I also have like an irrational fear. I'm a worry wart. So he had to have surgery on his foot because he fell asleep on the ice. Our listeners know this, long-time listeners, regular listeners know this. But, you know, he was showing me the wound over... Because he got screws and stuff, right? Yeah, he was showing me the incision, and I'm just like, my parents are getting old, and I'm like, I want to I wanna make sure it's not getting gangrenous, you know? I'm sure it's fine, but Peter's the type of guy that wouldn't notice or know what's high, high, thrain, uh, high pain threshold. High pain threshold. I mean, he didn't even make noise when he snapped his ankle in half. You know, and uh, I mean, when I broke my ankle two, three years ago, we still hear about it. I, I, <laughs> dude, I was walking. I walked up my staircase yesterday and w- went to go put my. I like. I, I anyway. I was walking in my apartment yesterday, and I and it just started hurting me. You know, it's, it's like the change of the weather. I don't know. And I was like, ah. And I was like, oh, hoping my neighbor didn't hear me. And um, my brother never complained once. What's wrong with your neighbor? He broke his ankle in '88. He still remembers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But he—he he, it was a different decade, though. To 2019. But he, my brother, I, and, and and I mean, a lot of the parents listening to this, you 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 can probably attest to this. These these kids, they have high pain thresholds, and also they don't notice heat or cold. Not a lot of sensitivity to cold. Yeah. No, like. He just doesn't. And JJ's always running a little hot, just a little hot. Is uh, we're in Sweden. I was there two weeks ago, two weeks ago now. Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, he's, he, it's it's literally twenty below, mm-hmm. and he wants to wear a t-shirt and a jacket not zipped up. Wow. He wants to wear a coat, unzipped coat. And will he get frostbite, or is he? Is you know? He's a well, human we being. weren't like hiking. It was like we're going yeah. from the house to the car to the. So you're like fine to the. Store back to the car to get candy. Yeah, to this so he'll be fine. He also just is. It's probably a combination of autism and also him being just a, a bigger guy who runs. He's a hot. big guy. He's built like a seal. You know, yeah, like a bear. He's got a lot of insulation. My mom is a, a, not a bigger guy. She's a, a beautiful uh, woman. But so I wonder how you save this. Yeah. But she, uh, she'll tell you. She'll be like, "I have a layer of insulation," and she just <laughs> never gets cold. Yeah, he's and he's, I, know, yeah. I know he's not cold. Because he's a little bit sweaty, so you can't be cold and sweaty. So mm-hmm. you're a little bit sweaty, like, you know, just like the back of his neck a little bit. So like, okay, you don't have to zip it up. If you're getting sweaty. It's fine. Totally. So Good. he's a Swedish man. That's the thing. About 240, he lives in Sweden, and it's like, that's how it is. Like, it's, your body adjusts. Yeah, your body adjusts. It's a, they used to think it's a lifestyle, but now that it's somehow your blood thickens or something. I don't know. Something. Yeah, my blood is thin. <laughs> They like your skin. No, man. I'm, my mom, every time I go back for, for the holidays, my mom's always like, America's made you weak. I just complain about the cold, always. <laughs> I had a nice time in your town. Your dad drove me around, gave me a full tour. Ah, uh, that's he, right. Drove in a Nissan Rogue. Yeah. We got back and like, you're like, your dad thinks I'm, you're smart, and I don't know why. Like, he must not have talked to you long enough. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He hasn't uh, seen your comedy. Sweet people. No, I'm That's kidding. a good point. I'm kidding. <laughs> that was a good zinger on me. Um, but yeah, Peter's doing okay. He had. Uh, he's doing. He's actually doing a really good job of reaching out to friends and family, and guilting them into coming and hanging with him. <laughs> like truly. So my there. He used to have a volunteer. This this guy uh, named Michael. He's a he's a comic. Yeah, he opened for me when I was up there. Randomly, uh, a comedian and on the Wednesday or Tuesday. And he's randomly a very funny comedian, Michael Friedman. Um, doctor, doctor Michael Friedman. Uh, he's a, he's a chiropractor as well, but he's a very funny comic. 
and he used to volunteer at Peter's program, Live, Work, Play, and that's how he knows Peter, and uh, he doesn't volunteer there anymore, um, but Peter, she says, Peter has his number. <laughs> so we Peter, should get lunch. Peter, Peter's like, you should come hang out with me so I don't get so sad. <laughs> and what are you going to do? What do you say to that? Yeah, he okay, was like, fine. fine. <laughs> so yesterday, we, I get a, I get a, I get a, you know, a Skype call or whatever, a WhatsApp video chat from Peter, and um, he's like, yes, I invited Michael over for dinner. Uh, I made the salad, and I told him he should get some chicken. <laughs> so Michael has to buy dinner. Mike bought uh, fried chicken, and, in my, and then Mike goes uh, off. Off camera, Mike goes, and fries. <laughs> so a little chicken fry party. I like it. It's awesome. So Peter's, you know, keeping busy. He's guilting people because he's alone in his apartment and he can't go to work. So he gets very lonely. It's like the pandemic all he's over bored. again. I'm getting oh. 1,000 calls a day, Kirk, from Peter. One th- My phone is just buzzing all day. <laughs> I'll be like, okay, talk to you tomorrow. He'll be like, okay, talk to you tomorrow. And then three hours later, hey, Graham, what's up? <laughs> Same stuff. Yeah. <laughs> All right. How's, how's JJ doing? Uh, good. Good, I think. Good. You know, the holidays, you know, if, you, if you're a long-time listener, you're probably, you remember this conversation I had with you last year and the year before. The holidays are always a little bit tough. And um, my daughter's uh, married and wants to spend time with her in-laws and yeah. then uh, uh um my son is uh you know I, I just saw him two weeks ago before his birthday but also that's like our christmas thing so not seeing him over christmas is always tough you know on me um but i don't know if it's that tough on him i don't know how much he you know i did leave him a bundle of toys so he'll have a, a, a lot to go through uh we're already t- talking about next year um my parents are retiring in uh northern california and uh, I don't know if you remember, but I, I did a benefit at in um, in uh, California. Man, time runs together. A month ago, maybe, and that 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 place that's uh, in Kingsburg is run by a friend of mine. We talked about, and that's the place that if I moved him back to the states, I'd want him to be in. And so I'm, we're talking about next year for Christmas, trying to get him out here for here. I mean, to the states for a week or two to kind wow. of feel it out and see, I don't know. I just want to keep his options open. You know, if something, I don't know, you know, so bringing him out here would help feel out the options. I'd like him to see the facility and okay. Is so, it a private facility? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know what maybe being a Canadian, I feel I'm so scared of private facilities because they'll go out of business or when does the funding end? And, that's my, and, and that's also, my, it makes me sad that it has to be private. I don't know. It's just like, it's so limited. You have to have a friend of a friend to get in. Yeah, it makes me sad, but it's, it makes you a little more wary, or at least me more wary. I'm sad, sad for society. Oh, got it. Got I feel it, got like it. a failure of society. Well, it's clearly pointing out an area of deficit. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Uh, yeah. An area that could use improvement. But good for them for doing something because well, this guy. Well, I'm, I'm blaming the, the facility owners and. You know, they have to do something. These yeah. are probably parents who band yeah, together, right? Yeah, it's the right? guy who yeah. has a, yeah. he has a kid already my age, yeah. close to my age, who's disabled. And so he's got to do something. So, um, well, I mean, full disclosure, I would love if, if my, if, if 
Okay, we were talking about some friends of ours who have gotten, you know, that we started with. Uh, we talked to several names last night who've gotten famous, or I don't know if famous is the right word, but they, they make a great living now. I guess famous. That if things were to line up for me, that I would love for it to have, have them in the States, obviously. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm just feeling it out. And, and you know, this is one of the things I struggle with. Um, I've got three siblings, and my mom has four siblings. So, you know, it's a big five. So it's five of them, four of us. So it's a big family. It's hundreds of people. Nobody's going to see my son. And so if I brought him over, at least, you know, some of my family would get to see him and... I don't know. I mean, ideally, I would prefer, obviously, for people to make an effort to do that, but that's not happening. And so I would like him to feel like he has family. And I don't know how much he understands, but I, one of my big things I struggle with is I don't want him to feel like he's alone. That's one of the hardest things in society is when you feel totally. like you're, you're alone. Yeah, dude, yeah. And so l- loneliness and just just a f- sense of community that if something happens, you have a, f- a, a village, a tribe. That Your would... sister or his sister will be within a plane ride away. Yeah, she hasn't been over there in seven years to Sweden. and Yeah. And it's, a, you know, in her defense, that part is a trek. So I'd like it to be, you know, if it was a direct flight from Albuquerque to L.A. or I don't know what's the closest airport. It used to be L.A. Really, she could drive. Anyway, that would be maybe more, you know, manageable, mediable, more of an option. That's kind of exciting, actually, you know. Yeah, I'm trying to feel it out. I mean... We were talking about this last night about show business, but show business is a fickle little, funny little thing. And things, you know, you never know. Things could things could work out. I don't have to always be on the ships, do I? No. Nope. <laughs> <Nope. laughs> so, um, yeah, I've put some time in, and I'm not, yeah, I'm still excited to keep working, and hopefully things will keep improving. The great thing about uh, modern society and the lack of uh, loyalty from corporations to their employees you know used to be able to work for 30 years for a company they buy you a watch employment for life yeah you know you get a pension and that's gone now and um that makes me feel a lot better about being a comedian (laughs) (laughs) i'm like i'm not really missing out you're like there's no loyalty anyway yeah yeah, everything's a crapshoot yeah um but yeah man you're trying your best you're doing a great job i'm trying i just think it'd be cool for him to so my parents have um uh, they're, 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 they're retiring and they've got a home that they built 30 years ago, more mm-hmm. that they're trying to rehab and, uh, that they've rehab, rehabbed and moving into. And then they've got a, like a finished garage. They live out in the middle of nowhere and it's like a finished, a detached finished garage. It's like a, uh, like a workshop for my dad and there's a bedroom in there. So like for this Christmas, I'm going to go out there on Christmas and there's not enough room in the house, so I'll stay in the. There's a bed, but it's like you're in the in the garage. So yeah, I was telling my parents, you know, if I bring them out, we'd stay in the. You know, me and him would stay in the garage, and that's you know a week or something. It's not like you know, it's not the end of the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, having lived in New York and everywhere else, it's like it's a finished garage. It's not like it'll be fine. It's not cold. It's not AC in there. Yeah, well, it'll be winter, so oh. it'll be as long as there's heat. Yeah, mm. so. Yeah, that's what we're working on. And um, I went to his job. Did we talk about this? I went to his job when I was in Sweden. I, and it's more of a... Um, uh, you did not talk about this. This is Okay. Huge. So he got a quote-unquote job. Mm-hmm. Well, it's part of the thing with Sweden is there's a lot... The letters paid off. A language barrier, yeah. The emails. The litany of emails. The harassing emails. Yes. Yeah. 
Um, but it's, I don't know if it's a job. I think it's more of a recreational center where they have activities. He's putting together puzzles. There's a room where he's doing like little, there's no finished product that they're selling. Hmm. And so, Oh, so why is it a job? I don't know. That's so I was like, this feels like a, we're having a miscommunication here because this does not feel like a job. Uh-huh. So, and they're like, yeah, but it's good for him to, for, you know, for his mind to keep active. I, I agree. I just don't think it's a job. So we had a really interesting discussion with the lady who runs it. And, um, yeah, about some of the things, you know, I, I, I think, uh, you know, I'm, I'm leaning towards he could do some physical things, you know, versus and they don't think snow. they don't think they could, they could do well, it. Well, they're, they're, they're trying to find the right place because the, the real thing is somebody has got to supervise them, right? Somebody has got to, he's not at the point where you can say, Hey, Walk to this. If you take him, you go. Hey, we're going to walk to the store. You can walk him to the store, mm. but he's not at the place where you can go. Hey, walk to the store and go buy a, two cans of Coke and walk back. The thing about jobs is you need someone. Like you need to be able to get there yourself. Otherwise, it's somebody that else's too. job. It's somebody else's job too to bring you there. So, is it really a job? Because the the government is paying someone. Well, on to that, he bring rides a there. bus. He rides a special ed's bus. It's like him, a lady in the wheelchair. I rode the bus. There's like. He can do it alone, like he can wait on the corner alone, and then. They oh no, the bus comes to his house. That's what I mean, though. Yeah. But they come into his room and get him. Uh, well, he can put the, on clothes and he the on, people ready, that work ready on there time and... have him dressed and out the door. Got it. And so the goal is eventually, yeah, he'll do it himself. But as of now, they still ride with him on the bus. But that's the goal that he'll. Mm-hmm. He's ready to go. Here you go, because when he used to go to school, he used to ride alone. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. So that's the update, not the. Uh, most exciting update, but um, that's what's going on. Baby steps. So, if, so if your if your stuff's going slow as well, people, right. you're in good company. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's progress, isn't it? Yeah, it is progress. He's out of the house doing something else. He's out of the house a few hours a day doing something else. That's good for anyone's brain. Yeah, he needs it. He yeah. needs to get out of the house. Totally. Peter needs to get out of the house, yeah. and he's not. I can see him. You know, it's it's got not great effects. Yeah. But he is coming over for Christmas for a week, so that's good. Um, week Christmas. Yeah. Yeah, he would never go for a day. Well, he would never go for two days, and now he's coming for a week because he's bored. He knows it. Cannot get him to bring his Game Boy or to, to, bring, to give, bring his Nintendo Switch that I bought him. Bad news. I think he sold it. <laughs> he might have. No, no. My buddy Andrew came over, and they played, uh, they oh, played okay. a video game. So I know that he still, still exists. It. it still exists. I told him he's not allowed to give it up. Anyway, should we do our article? Let's do this. Grandma found this as in the Daily uh, Mail, and I'm reading it because he read the last one. So, we're in, in the interest of fairness, I well, last a- one was a long one too. Yeah, it was. Uh, AI autism test can detect condition with 100% accuracy, based on a simple eye scan study finds. But is it too good to be true? Okay, retina scans are all that is needed to determine if uh, determine who has autism. The study finds scientists can detect it. 100% autistic and non-autistic children. Okay, let's keep summarizing. Here we go. An artificial tool can detect the, yep, it, uh, if confirmed, this would be a major breakthrough for the detection of the conditions. But multiple autism experts told the Daily Mail the number is unrealistic and the results are probably, quote, unquote, too good to be true. Autism affects one in 36 children. Do you remember when we started this podcast? It was uh, almost, it was double that. It was one in 70 something then it went to yeah. 150 now it's yeah. 136 that's crazy but many children remain undiagnosed I, don't, I did not remember that that's nuts yeah 
And I remember we had three or four years ago, we had Jill on. She talked about, oh, it's one in 54 now, which was an insane number. And now we're one in 36. But uh, many children remain undiagnosed until later in childhood, depriving them of prof- uh, potential therapies. If a, techno- a te- technological solution could help out to cut down the long waits for autism specialists or other obstacles in the diagnosis, it would benefit millions of families. Uh, autism is a condition, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it stands to reason that the brain differences could be reflected in the eyes. Autism is a condition involving altered brain development, and the optic nerve connects the retina to the brain in a very shortened path. So it stands to reason, yeah. Dozens of news outlets picked up on this news of the AI tool developed by universities of Yonsei University in Seoul. But experts say it's too soon to trust these findings as the research raises multiple red flags, starting with the 100% accuracy figure. There's clearly something wrong here, says Fred Sheik, an autism researcher at Seattle's Hospital in Washington. She researches eye tracking and imaging results in autism. There's no way the test could hold more accurate than doctors. That reliability is not 100%, even among the world's best clinicians. Other autism experts share Sheik's skepticism. Um, it just seems too good to be true. Kathy Lord, distinguished professor of psychiatry at the University of California, Los Angeles, who's been on our podcast multiple times. Remember, I made that jokes about the Lords. Lord is the co-creator of uh, Autism Diagnostic Observation Schedule, second edition, the gold standard cr- clinical tools used to assess children in a new study. She says that she hopes that other researchers will try to replicate the findings performing the experiment again and comparing the results to this one. It seems worth trying to replicate, but I'm skeptical. The new sh- school, the new tool, excuse me, should be considered a diagnostic device, uh, should not be considered a diagnostic device, but a proof of concept study examining the possibility for a target for the autism screening, said the study's authors in a joint statement to the Daily Mail. While these subtle differences are not detectable by the human eye, we believe that our AI model is able to detect these subtle but clinically significant differences, wrote the professor of biomedical systems at Informatics, Yo Rang Park, and professor of child adolescent psychiatry, Q Ann Chion, maybe. C-H-E-O-N, Chion? I don't know. The study in question involved 956 children, uh, 479 with autism, 479 without autism. Both groups had the same split of boys and girls, 82% boys, 18% girls, which lines up to the 4 to 1 ratio in most countries. And the researchers fed the images of the children's retinas to train the algorithm, excluding children with other psychiatric conditions that could complicate or confuse the result. The specialists scheduled the children with ADOS-2 to confirm that they had autism and how to access to access uh, how pronounced, how to assess how pronounced their autism traits were. A deep neural network was trained to use the retinal scans to differentiate between the children with and without autism and also learn to connect the autism traits to the severity of the retinal scans. There's a really cute picture of a little child with a little circle around his eyeball. Very cute. The AI tool was tested on a separate set of children than the one it was trained on and accurately detected the diagnosis 100% of the time. Ah. Furthermore, it could, be, it could be determined that autism severity in about 74% of accuracy based on the retina scans alone. The idea of scanning the retina is to so detect... So 74 that. or 100? 100% uh, if they have autism. 74% of the severity. So out of those, 74% are... 74% of the time, it could detect whether they're severe or not. Oh, okay. So my son was probably... Right, they were detectable. 
Yeah, and your brother maybe not as much. I don't know. Your brother's an interesting one because compared to my son, not even close, but compared to Elon Musk, yeah. Yeah. Um, Multiple studies have shown that autistic and neurotypical people have significant differences in the nerves of the retina, which motivated Park and Shion to conduct this new study. But further work is necessary. The differences may be an indication of the brain challenges more broadly associated with the cognitive disability, for example. Also, the author notes that many of the autistic participants were taking medications that could affect the retina. The average intelligence quota IQ of the autism group was 70, right at the border for diagnosis for intellectual disability. The mm-hmm. researchers did not report IQ scores of the non-autistic children, though. So this unaccounted for factors adds uh, comp- adds complicates mm-hmm. so this unaccounted for factor adds complicates the study i think it should say adds complication anyway thomas fraser professor of psychology at john carroll university told the daily mail this makes the comparison to typically developed children even less realistic for clinical purposes park and chuan agreed with this limitations and further studies will address that they said um, wow, how much longer? This is, uh, okay, we're going to do it. Here we go. Uh, something besides the retina could give away a child's diagnosis may somehow be included in the image, nudging the AI to an unrealistic 100% figure, she said. This could be as simple as a word describing the source of the data from a specialized clinic's uh, it could also include subtle changes to image quality between the two groups at an uh, uh, acoustically engineered conference in 2003. Shira Rama's lab participated in a challenge where the development of a method for identifying autistic children from voice recordings. They achieved very strong results, but it turned out to be caused by a hidden factor, sound quality. Their system's performance was actually due to the differences between the noisy mainline classrooms and the quiet special ed classrooms, a difference reflected in the voice recording. That's hilarious, which could correctly provide seemingly correct answers. Quote, by the promise of being able to screen and diagnose clinical conditions with new data, the AI tool is exciting and can be impactful. It needs to be done with extreme care and caution, said Dr. Nara Yana. That was the doctor at the professor of uh, Nicaras uh, Engineering in Southern California. But Park and almost there, Kirk. Bring her home, baby. Come baby. on, let's go. But Park and Chuan stood by their AI model, noting that nine specific traits of the retina showed statistically significant differences between the two groups. Plus, the images were measured in the same department in the same institution using the same protocol. However, the neurotypical group used a respectively accumulated. However, the neurotypical group used retrospectively accumulated data, so they may be. Differences due to changes in the equipment, even if the differences are between devices. Past studies have shown how this can, how these should not affect image quality, she said. Plus, they ran statistical tests to account for the image differences and still achieve quite strong results. There are already some apps under development that are meant to diagnose autism, and they tend to track where a child is looking as opposed to the structure of their eyes. Because of the social communication issues that make up... Because we, we did an article about this before, this is Kirk talking, that talked about detecting autism, but it was based on the lack of eye contact where they were looking yeah. versus this is actually looking at the shape of your physical retina and using that to determine whether you have autism, which is comp- new. 
as far as I know. We haven't covered this. Mm. Uh, I'd like it to take a look at me. Pardon? I'd like it if it would take a look at me. I mean, if it's... I'm if, serious. Yeah, I'm serious, too. If it's a cheap AI, what's the harm? Yeah. Like, you look at it and measure your retinas and... Yeah. I don't know. I don't see the issue. Um... Okay, because more social communication issues make up one of the autism's core traits, researchers have attempted to screen children for autism based on where they pay more attention to objects than people. That's what we talked about. One such app under development by the Duke University, not a fan of their basketball team, predicted autism diagnosis with a 90% accuracy in 2021. That's the one we covered before. Using eye tracking software and smartphone cameras, this app showed toddlers' videos of people talking and playing with toys, discerning whether the toddlers are more paying attention to the toys or the people. But any technological use to diagnose or treat a condition still must undergo testing and clearance by the FDA. And a few more studies of such techniques uh, end up making it, and few studies of such, such techniques end up making it that far. Wow, that was long, but we did it. Well, Graham, what do you think? Well, I don't know. I think it's great. Yeah. I, I, I mean, it is great. It's fantastic. Could have used that, you know, when when my brother was younger. So we just we waited till he was like four or five. Well, it's an unobtrusive test. So you're not even taking blood. It's not like, yeah. you know, my son doesn't love, who does love getting blood tests. So, mm -hmm. but if you, you know, just show him a thing where they scan his eyes real quick. Mm -hmm. A non-obtrusive, non-painful test. I mean, you know, we've talked about uh, we we did that we did that podcast about fecal transplants. Mm -hmm. I mean, anything you could do to do a testing of a subject that's non intrusive is just like, you know, we're at the age or I'm at the age where you're supposed to get a, a proctologist examining you, you know, uh, checking out for I don't know what exactly your prostate and all this stuff. But anytime you could do it with a, a non-invasive form, putting a, taking a pill or something instead of actually having a human with a digit in your uh, rectum. Well, now you can poop in a box and send it in the mail. Colaguard. Really? And that's what that box is with a little face on there. Like football, uh, when you watch football games, there's a ad for a thing called Colaguard. I haven't seen and that. And it's a box that comes to your house and you ship it away. Just shipping around boxes and of poop. And it's like, it's like a guy going, like, hey, I mean, it's like a bo talking box. I'm like... Well, good Lord. You know what I'm going to do with you, do to you if you come to my house? Um, anyway. Uh, shouldn't do that happen. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be a bad day for you, Mr. Box, if you come to if my you house. If you do your job right, uh, yeah. I'm going to hurt your feelings. Yeah. Um, no, but I think it's a great uh, thing. Go ahead. Anyway, um, it is a great thing. Um, Kirk, got anything coming up? Um... Wow, you really caught me flat-footed. You go first. Let me oh, think that's what you do to me every week, pal. You knew it was coming. Sorry. Um, I'm still thinking about I was excited about this article. Guys, I think it's I'm going to be performing. A real at, win. I'm going to be performing at the, uh, the New York Comedy Club in Connecticut um, on December 30th. So I Ooh. want you to come up to New York Comedy Club. We've got two hot shows doing longer set there, December 30th, um, Stamford, Connecticut, and that it, and then um, I guess you'll be driving your green little car. That's right, that's right, baby. And then I'm going on tour with Nate Bergazzi. Ooh, baby. January 11, 12, 13. We're going to be all over the place. Where are we going to be? Um, but the point being is, after that, I'm going to be off touring for a little while uh, because I'm getting hip surgery. 
but I will be uh, January 11th. I'm going to be in Columbus, Ohio, 12th Columbus, Ohio, 13th Cincinnati, Ohio, 14th Charlotte, North Carolina. That's opening for Nate Bargatze. So, you know, yeah, you could probably see me for a lot cheaper. Terrific. But, but uh, he's the best comedian in the world right now, so you might as well come out and hang out. He just did Saturday Night Live. Um Great bit on there about George Washington. Great bit on there. Uh, YouTube it. I'm we'll going to be, be, do, be headlining Stir Crazy in Arizona in May. That's like my next tour date because I'm, we're going to be recovering from hip surgery for like two months. But uh, yeah, that's May 3rd and 4th in, uh, I believe that's like right outside, what's the big city there in Arizona? Phoenix. Phoenix. Third and fourth in May. That's it. Uh, Kirky? Sorry, I pulled it together. I forgot. I have an Australia tour. I stalled. I knew I had something big. Yeah. I'll wait a May for you. I will be in uh, Australia starting uh, January 22nd. I will be in Brisbane doing shows all week. I've got seven shows that week. I do not remember the name of the venue. I will look it up by next week, and we will plug that. It will be on my website. As always, take a second to uh, subscribe to my YouTube and Facebook. All my dates will be on there. It would mean a lot to me. It really helped me out a lot. Then the next week, I'll be in Sydney, Australia at the Comedy Store. That one I do know. The world-famous Comedy Store. That might be the best uh, comedy club in, in Australia. That's uh, at least... Uh, I'm sure Brisbane's great. I haven't done it yet, but uh, the ones I've done... The Comedy Store in uh, Sydney is terrific. I will be there the January 30th through the February 2nd. And then I'll be in Perth for two weeks uh, at the Perth Fringe Festival. My solo show will be the 13th, 14th, 15th, 16th, 17th at the Laughs Lounge. I'm saying it wrong. Jeez Louise. Man, I'm really struggling today. I'm really struggling. All right, folks. Thanks for listening. Uh, We appreciate it. You you guys are the best. Um, You know, like we always say, Kirk. Have a great week. You can do it.